0: Welcome to the Thinking Differently podcast, where we explore the new horizons of our rapidly changing world. I'm Rod Collins, your host for today's podcast. As technological innovations continue to transform the rules for how successful businesses work, we challenge business leaders to rethink how they remain competitive in a digitally transformed marketplace. In this episode, we will discuss why business leaders struggle to deliver breakthrough innovation and how they need to think differently if they are to handle what are arguably the two most important economic challenges we will face in the next decade. Both of these challenges can best be described as wicked problems. A wicked problem is an enormous challenge that appears impossible to solve because its dimensions are complex, its effects are pervasive, its requirements are both paradoxical and difficult to recognize, and its solution often demands new ways of thinking, which are usually met with substantial resistance from established actors. Regardless of this resistance, we will have no choice but to solve these wicked problems, because how we ultimately deal with these two challenges will likely shape our economic future. The management guru, Peter Drucker, often reminded business leaders that the best way to predict the future is to create it. This advice has never been truer than it is today, as the technologies of digital transformation are changing all the rules for how the world, especially the world of business, works. Another famous Drucker saying is, if you don't understand innovation, you don't understand business. That's because when your job is to create the future, which is the prime responsibility of the business leader, you better have a firm grasp of how innovation works, especially breakthrough innovation. A few years back in an article in the Harvard Business Review, Regina E. Dugan and Kaham J. Gabriel highlighted a problem that continues to plague businesses today. Most companies have difficulty delivering breakthrough innovation. While the majority are capable of executing incremental innovation, that is, creating new ways to deliver existing products, it is rare to find an established company that can create a breakthrough product that radically transforms an industry. Breakthroughs usually come from disruptors who are not part of the mainstream and, more importantly, not limited in their thinking by pressures to sustain the ways we've always done things. Breakthroughs happen when we think differently and make unusual connections, such as combining a phone and a camera into one product. Because traditional companies have difficulty thinking about anything that might threaten their existing ways, they are unable to deliver breakthrough innovation. And as a consequence, many increasingly find themselves the victim's of disruptive innovation. The root of the problem, according to Dugan and Gabriel, is that traditional approaches to corporate research and development, and we can add to this, many corporate innovation departments are unwittingly designed to promote incremental innovation. This happens because the executives in the mainstream organization apply pressure to force compromises that assure existing businesses are not disrupted. This behavior highlights the reality that failure to deliver breakthrough innovation is usually more of a managerial shortcoming than a lack of engineering creativity. This was certainly true at Kodak, the research engineers at the iconic photography company invented the first digital camera in 1975. However, Kodak managers shelved the innovation because it was a destructive threat to their lucrative film business. While Kodak was comfortable innovating the ways its customers could use film to capture their memories with product improvements such as Kodachrome, the company's executives were unable to think differently and envisioned what their business could look like without film. We can only imagine what might have become of Kodak if their managers had the wherewithal to think differently. An innovative management mindset might have leveraged rather than buried their engineering talent. And perhaps Kodak might have delivered the breakthrough innovation that became known as the smartphone. Instead, they were a victim of disruptive innovation as Apple became the most valuable public company in the world on the strength of its breakthrough product. In a post-digital world, the business of business is innovation. And the true work of innovation is not about making the possible incrementally better, but rather about making the impossible possible. Before the iPhone, the idea of having one device that could serve as a phone, a camera, a music player, and a portal to the internet was beyond our imaginations and considered impossible. What separated Apple from Kodak is that Apple understands that the business of business is innovation, whereas Kodak saw the business of business as preserving the status quo. Sustaining current product models predisposes companies for incremental innovation. Making the impossible possible orients businesses for the breakthrough innovations that define future. Perhaps no one has advanced our knowledge on the workings of innovation more than the late Clayton Christensen, whose many books on the topic have become essential reading for 21st century business leaders. In his book, Competing Against Luck, which he co-authored with Teddy Hall, Karen Dillon, and David Duncan, Christensen emphasizes that the starting point for innovation is often uncovering what he calls the job to be done. Whereas most attempts at business innovation often start with a product idea, Christensen urges business leaders to step back and take the time to uncover what problem customers are hiring their product to solve. If they fully understand that problem and use that knowledge to guide what products to make, they will not only delight their customers, but they may very well create something that has never existed before, which is the essential task of innovation. As the structural organization of the world continues to rapidly shift From hierarchies to networks, the digital transformation that is driving this transition is not only creating powerful new capabilities, such as the Internet of Things, artificial intelligence, nanotechnology, and robotics. It is also creating unprecedented problems that need to be solved. Or, as Christensen would describe it, new jobs, to be done. In particular, there are two pressing jobs to be done, which if not solved, could unfortunately mutate digital transformation into digital destruction. The first and most immediate big job to be done is to transition all IT systems to a new platform that completely extinguishes individual agency. Individual agency is the basic operating rule for data entry into IT systems that allows a single person to legitimately access information by using individualized keys. However, the use of these keys is becoming a security headache because as hackers develop more sophisticated tools, this operating rule makes it easy for a single person or a single entity to hack into a system and steal the information of millions of people, as happened with the massive security breach into Equifax's sensitive database, exposing the personal files of over 143 million people. Other notable hacks include 162 million user accounts from the video messaging service, Dubsmash. It includes data stolen from 500 million Marriott customer accounts by a Chinese intelligence group seeking data on US citizens. It also includes data from 617 million users of Under Armour's MyFitnessPal app offered for sale on the dark website, Dream Market. And finally, it includes the largest data breach to date, the personal information of 3 billion Yahoo accounts. What's most alarming is that the number of instances of security failures have become so common, we have almost come to accept them as facts of life, rather than as totally unacceptable problems to be solved. The unpleasant reality is that this problem represents a clear and present danger, because the power to create large-scale catastrophes is reaching the hands of more and more people as connected technologies become more powerful and more ubiquitous. As connectivity expands, data is becoming increasingly more vulnerable and open to exploitation, identity fraud, and irreparable losses. The root cause of this problem is that conventional IT systems which use hierarchical control mechanisms are no longer moated structures once they are interconnected on the internet. The combination of hierarchically structured controls in an increasingly networked world is toxic because any smart hacker can use the network to break into most if not all conventional IT systems and once in the system, can easily figure out how to manipulate its single point of control mechanisms, such as passwords. In a hyperconnected world, traditional control mechanisms that act like singular keys to allow individuals to access data are rapidly becoming perilous liabilities. The continued maintenance of centralized computing architectures in a hyper-connected world is unsustainable because single points of control can become single points of failure, making companies increasingly vulnerable to crashes, fraud, and security breaches. More ominously, the possibility of surreptitious and total surveillance by both government and non-government actors is now a reality. These circumstances will get worse, not better, unless we correct for the toxic mix between networked technologies and hierarchical IT structures. The solution is to replace singular control mechanisms with collective intelligence dynamics and replace individual agency with collective agency. In other words, we need a network security architecture for a network world that requires a consensus among a set of multiple actors to validate an action. In other words, we need a breakthrough innovation if we are to truly stop the steady stream of security breaches. The second big job to be done is to create a new economic engine to preserve the middle class, as the number of jobs are dramatically reduced by artificial intelligence and robotics. As digital transformation continues to reshape how the world works, society is entering a new phase in which fewer and fewer workers are needed to produce and distribute all the goods and services consumed. Jaron Lanier, the author of the book Who Owns the Future, cites the examples of Kodak and Instagram to demonstrate this phenomenon. Kodak, at its peak, employed more than 140,000 people and was worth $28 billion. When Instagram was sold to Facebook for a $1 billion in 2012, it employed only 13 people. Instagram's value doesn't primarily come from 13 people, but rather from the millions of users who contribute to the network without being paid for it. Today's networked economy is a form of a feudal system where many people contribute work, but only a small number get paid. This has the net effect of centralizing wealth and limiting overall growth. An economy that fails to compensate the prime contributors of value is not a sustainable system. Another troubling development is that for the first time in human history, technology and automation are no longer replacing displaced jobs with better and higher paying jobs. As a consequence, the long-standing industrial-age concept of a job may become obsolete. While most of us understand that the technology revolution will rapidly displace all manual jobs with robots and 3D printers, few of us have recognized that automation has begun to displace knowledge and service jobs. If enough jobs are eliminated the customer base will dwindle rapidly and if there are no customers, the economy as we have known it may collapse. Perhaps this explains why Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg have both become proponents for the notion of a universal basic income. However, such a notion is a short-sighted solution and an attempt to ignore Albert Einstein's sage insight that we can't solve problems using the same kind of thinking we used when we created them. We are surely capable of a more creative and a more reliable solution. We just need to challenge ourselves to think differently. The real problem is not the disappearance of jobs but rather the disappearance of the primary mechanism for compensating people for the value they contribute to the overall economy the notion of a universal basic income is a short-sighted idea because it separates compensation from value contribution the real issue is that in these early years of a digitally transformed world, nobody knows how to value contributions in a networked information economy. The traditional concepts of economic value are rapidly becoming obsolete in a hyper-connected world. Plant, property, equipment, and labor are no longer the meaningful categories of value They are being replaced by data, information, intelligence, and contribution. If we want to preserve the middle class, we need breakthrough innovation to change how the economy works. We need to create new economic mechanisms that can accurately, fairly, and sufficiently measure and distribute economic value across the broad population of all network contributors. In the new economy, most traditional labor will indeed be accomplished by robots, 3D printers, and artificial intelligence. And the economic value of individuals may no longer happen in the context of a job, but rather in the context of their contributions to networked activity. Because traditional accounting models were not designed to measure the value of data, information, intelligence, and contribution, we will also need a new accounting paradigm designed for a post-digital economy. Developing a new practical paradigm of economic value, as well as the means to equitably calculate the contribution of individuals who participate in value-generating networks is the biggest economic challenge of our times and the necessary solution to preserving the middle class. Fortunately, while digital transformation has created these perilous circumstances, it has also enabled the creation of a new relatively unknown tool, blockchain. And that may very well be the breakthrough innovation needed to solve both of the two big jobs to be done. More on this in our next episode. Thanks for listening today. Please join us next week for another episode where we will share more engaging stories about the new rules for successfully leading businesses in a rapidly changing world.